Good evening, November Foxtrot. Urban Art. Evening. How we doing? How we doodling? All right, good. How is everyone? Not too good, shabby. All good, all good. How are you? Yeah, all right. Apart from either I'm going deaf or my headphones are broken. <laughs> yeah, well, my, my, <laughs> okay. my laptop has turned everything down to like 30%. Oh, here we go. I thought we'd not come live or something for a minute. Hi, Philip. G'day, Phil. Nah, just all, there you go. all slowly, right. slowly trickling in. Trickling? Trickling in. It's a lovely word, isn't it? Hi, John. Just been alerted on my Good phone boy. that we've gone live. Thank you, phone. Are we live? My phone is currently there yeah. looking at me. Hi, so Les. How I are we? Admit, everyone, everyone's, everyone's camera's looking a bit, a bit pucker, isn't it? Lance has got hey, some I incredible lighting going on. He has. <laughs> I watch videos and angrily. I... And I bought... Oh, but that's my new green screen. But it's not blue green screen, it's, a new, it's the same green screen. Lance is doing a stand-up feature. I brought a mood light from home base. Look at my mood light. Oh. It is. It's a Verve design um, lamp. What is that? Hi, Rich. Hi, I James. It. Hi, Marky Mark. I watched it on the YouTubes. On well, the YouTubes. Right it's good. It's, it's the links that we're going to to try and improve the, the quality. To make oh, myself look less shit. Less <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> although, uh, although I think you've been to Mike's then you'll be wearing band. Ah. I don't know. No, I don't no, think you can really I don't know what it is. I think it's um... <laughs> No, I can. No, I can hear you crystal. I just choose to ignore you because most of the time it's all bollocks. Oh, okay. Um, it's, um, <laughs> my camera has to be Wi-Fi connected. For some reason, I can't USB connect through this Epoch Cam software. It's only allowing me to do Wi-Fi. So although the laptop's hardwired to the through Ethernet, the camera's linked through our Wi-Fi to the... It's all ah. way above my pay grade, mate. Well, I've noticed that you've obviously paid for the software now because you've, um, you've lost the watermark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? I hadn't even noticed that. Yeah, so I went. I, yeah. I upgraded. So I, I invested six pounds ninety nine. <laughs> Had a chat with the wife. She allowed it out of the budget for the month. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. I've managed to get rid of my watermark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right on the show this week, we are going to be talking about prepping for winter and getting your kit ready. Um, so in the meantime, let's do a few news. News. We've had some interesting news this week. So after the show last week, um, it appears that there is a company which gets involved in Facebook groups, hijacks their logos, sets them up as their own T-shirt brand, and then starts trying to sell said T-shirts to the members of that community group under the pretense that it's merch for the group. Yeah. Um, so for those of you that were on Facebook uh, earlier last week or earlier this week, um, you'd have seen Mike fun playing a with. SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. We ended up sending the company a cease and desist letter. Um, we, we actually came up, we? well, yes, we, we is the brand, <laughs> but um, we actually came up with a really good way that we could fund the entire podcast for about three years, which was to threaten them with an 800 pound license fee for our logo. Um, and thus by them continuing to 
basically infringe on our copyright, they would then be automatically agreeing to that license fee, including the legal fees that we would subsequently incur trying to get said license fee from them. Um, but they, they, they very hurriedly sent an email back going, no, 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 um, we aren't, we aren't, we'll take it down. So Ed, did you actually, what Ed says, hang on. Ed says, wait, wait, you're joking. I actually bought one of those t-shirts. I really hope you didn't. Didn't please, really. please tell me you didn't. Really didn't. <laughs> um, I hope not. Silly, silly gilly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would have been damn quick because Mike was on it like a shot. And then and then we had like, another wow. person never join... to cross Mr. Fraser. Oh, no, that <laughs> then we had another person yeah, join the Facebook happen. page um, who then started doing the same thing. So they just started yeah. getting loud, abusive messages and at one point a picture of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fucking grown up of you isn't it yeah well i'll I, be on a t-shirt next i'd sent the, i'd sent on the professional <laughs> you could just poke the corner into the old tea towel holder in the oh. cupboard just pop that in there yeah beautiful i did all the legal stuff the proper the proper legal stuff with the proper company but then all the individuals that started trying to spam the group unfortunately i just lost my temper with so there's so a fun you, fact you, if you, you lose you if you get me annoyed you get a picture of my ass that's it, yeah <laughs> I know, I know yeah, what puts us up to this. We've got <laughs> me and Lance. We've just got pictures all of his arse. So. <laughs> mm, every room laminated. <laughs> every room. <laughs> There's actually meant to be two I've pictures got, of arses on the lamps behind I'm Lance. Actually, <laughs> I've got one actually outside my house on my front door. So when I put my key in, you little twist. <laughs> and I've got a large one which goes around the cat flap. So the cat runs into Mike's arse as well. <laughs> In other news, we had an email from a chap called Des, uh, who has a YouTube channel, uh, I believe, on well, on YouTube. Um, he says, I'm a complete beginner to the airsoft world, being convinced by my son to do it. I'm X-Forces and, and an avid outdoorsman. I've started listening to your podcast, first episode. I listened to was The Hard Routine, which I really enjoyed. I know you spoke of the heaters for fuel, and I find them very hit and miss. But may I suggest the Flexi Stove? It's a great windshield, flexible and compact, and I actually use it in conjunction with an alcohol stove, stove which I make and sell. Stove? stove. Sorry. With my stove. <laughs> I get excited. Out of the words with my stove. I get to say this in an English accent instead of having to put some stupid accent. Um, it's quite a concealed option as a cook system. Uh, great podcast. Kind regards, Des. So, Des, big oh, shout out to you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Des, you're um, oh, I wanted to share with you guys this that. Flexi oh, stove. I keep saying Bosch, Big John, Bosch, Bosch. Yeah, I've got to stop saying it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's worse problems to have. To be fair. No, it's just my mate. Oh, me and my mate have got a thing going on at the minute. We keep sending each other. When Big John posts a video on Instagram about Bosch, we send it to each other, and I end up saying it. So I'm sorry. So this sorry. this is the Flexi stove. Um, it's actually only eight quid, which I was surprised by, and I'm I may purchase one just to test it out. Um, but it's a little fold out. Flexible. Is that genuinely um, made of like a material thing? Yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard of yeah, that. I've cool. never heard one of one either. the material that Ed's gloves are made from? So this is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, just plastic? <laughs> yeah, it's fire. Just, skin, just made from human skin, like the book from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> so that's... Oh, that's um, yeah. It's got the, the heater fuel, uh, like the dragon gel or whatever, sort of sits in... Sorry, I appreciate this isn't very good for the audio listening. Um, go and check out Flexi Stove. Just just Google it. Flexi um, Stove. 
so the fuel sits in the little kind of seat, I guess, of the of the stove system, and then the cup, um, which I think you can just make out in that photo, sits inside that. Got that cup? I've got that cup. Oh. Well done. So it's like the, the standard <laughs> sort of BCB um, cup, metal which cup that you can get. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting I like one. That. I. I'm going to probably going to be buying one after yeah. this. Just I want to see what I they're like. Buy me an Andy one for Christmas, and then I'll give okay. you some dragon fuel cells for them. <laughs> yes. gift. And I will, I will give you water to go in the cup. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. A... <laughs> I'll give you some hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, so apparently, this is a new experimental camping stove designed for the British Army. It uses cutting edge patented technology, meaning the stove is fully collapsible and flexible, resistant to damage. You can fold it up and put it in your pocket or backpack without worrying it will break or dig into your back when it's not in use. It can be used to heat up a mess tin, small um, mess tin or small put in the horizontal positioning and also used to heat up and hold a metal camping mug in the vertical position. Oh, so you can, oh, so use you it can lay it on its side. So you can lay it like that and use it like that. That's quirky, isn't oh, it? Oh, hang on a minute. Fuck a duck. Well done. Yeah, well done, Daz. Was it Daz? I wonder if it's Daz. fireproof, though. Des. Des. Well, Des, I hope you're listening to this. Well, I was assuming it's fireproof much. on the basis of... Oh, my God, There's I can't be actually answering that. It's a joke. <laughs> There's a video. Press the video. Oh, 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 we were playing the video. Sorry, we can play the video. I want to see <laughs> the video. Des, you're a top man, mate. I thank you for listening to the show. Hmm, I yeah. love that. I want it. I want one. So... Yeah. No doubt we will be purchasing a load of those. <laughs> Probably by the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I can't even get it on my phone. Look at the panic so, in his face. So that's the news that I had this week. Well, that's anything, good news. Very nice anything news. from I, you guys? I was looking at some news, yeah, and, I, and it was a bit... Uh, it's quite worrying about how, how many things have been on the internet regarding... Airsoft guns being taken into school, airsoft guns being used for this, airsoft guns being used for that in the improper manner and stuff. And it's just a bit worrying as to like how the, well, obviously how people are getting hold of them, but to how detrimental it is to the sport and potentially hazardous it is to the future of it. Now, whether these guys that are doing this are actually airsofters who have just sort of like thought, fear, fuck it, or whether they're younger brothers or younger sisters or older or whatever, I don't know what it is, but it was alarming as to the amount of stories when I clicked on. Lo- sort of local airsoft news and things like that just trying to pick out some lo- sort of cool features to talk about tonight it was i was flooded with like basically just like violent crime regard with all revolving around airsoft weapons and things like that even so close to home as being in london recently where a drugs uh raid and there was multiple airsoft rifles recovered from it. Now, whether that's anything to do with the drugs or, the, or whether they're just in the same property is a different story. But yeah, it's just a bit alarming. I was just sort of like, oof, blimey. You know, thank God we don't hear about it too much over here. I mean, it was over the seas and a far away, mm. but still, mm. it's the sports, the sport, and it news travels. So yeah, it was, uh, for me, that was it was just a bit alarming, just a reminder for people to say, you know, don't be a dick with them. You know, they do look stupidly realistic to the point where you wouldn't be able to tell the difference in a lot of cases. So let's treat them with a bit of respect. I know they are boy guns. They certainly don't look like one. So, um, no, and it wouldn't take an arm response really. unit to think twice about popping one in your face because yeah. you're brandishing it in public or it's not cop Sorry, your audio is glitching and it's just going brand public cocks. <laughs> oh no, is it buggered up again? Is it back now? Yeah, it's all right now. It's just on that bit. Yeah, you're back. It's it slightly out of sequence, but out. just it was literally just oh, brand doing public 
Cox. <laughs> oh, I don't know why it's doing it. I don't know why the audio is doing it. I have no idea. FYI, I have just bought the three of you one of the cups, the, the mugs, the, the, the burner things. Listen. Who's the third person? Have you? No, it's in one, two, three. I've just bought I've just bought three of them. Yeah, there we go. Oh, three of us. I'll buy three as well. The three of us. Yes. I'll buy three as well. <laughs> Don't buy three. As well. <laughs> we'll have two each. We're actually gonna sell them from now on because we've got so many. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, thanks, well, mate. my news is I'm doing a zombie um, sim this weekend. Cool. And That's with Rift. Playing. That's with Rift. Zombie. I'm oh, yeah. Playing. I'm now playing. So there's going to be zombies walking around. I'm going to make my um, flail out of plastic cogs so I can smack them around the face. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Playing now, so a flail with plastic. Play, nice. That sounds quirky. Yeah, so it's meant to be like after the, um, the end of the world, and so I've made, uh, I've I've made a flail, out cool. of um, plastic cogs and stuff, so you can use them to, bosh people. Bosh people on the head. Yeah, bosh people. Bosh. I said it again. Shit. <laughs> Stop saying bosh. No more boshes. No more boshes okay. until next week. Now boshes have been used up. <laughs> That's it, bosh. Cool. That sounds good. Yeah. So is that is that still uh, that people can book in? Uh, I think I would say if you wanted to book in, there's probably going to be a few openings Friday because it might be a bit drizzly and you get a few cancellations. But um, a bit of wet zombie. Yeah, a bit of wet zombie. Pussies. But yeah. Oh, look, yeah, Des is on. Now. Bushcraft Can't by Des. Oh, there we go. Hi, fellas. Been listening to the podcast. It's great stuff. I'm an airsoft virgin. Who, uh... Be Ooh, Des, go um... back and listen, because we were just talking about you. We've just we've just talked yeah. about the uh, the cook set. Ooh, Mike's just bought us all one. They look brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Well, to be <laughs> fair, the payment hasn't gone through, so I'm, I'm struggling a little bit at the moment. But I will have one but ordered very, very soon. Um <laughs> What was I going to say? Uh, there's a couple of comments come in. So, um, Mark and Mark, Pew's News, I bought a new plate carrier. It's cool. Oh, what'd nice. you get? What, Ooh, what'd you get? Yeah, you like that. Uh, Les says, why does Andy look bigger than his screen? Because I'm hench. <laughs> He's buff Next. as fuck. <laughs> Next, <laughs> question. <laughs> Next question. I nearly said it. I nearly crossed it. I went... Because I got, I got super Bosh. zoom. I can really freak people out by doing this now. That is really creepy. That's very much like the office. Kenny got us Bundeswehr gas mask. Bundeswehr? I don't know how it's pronounced. Ed says, oh wait, no, it was Airsoftology, the other podcast I follow. Sorry, I got you confused. Steve Carter, Evening Mofos. Kenny says, bitches. <laughs> What's up, bitches? <laughs> Mr. Allison, uh, how you doing? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Marky Mark got a Warrior Assault Recon plate carrier. Ooh, tidy. Ooh, Fair play, mate. Yes. Very nice bits of kit. So, mm -hmm. We like. Uh, and Paulus Wales says, spoiler boy. alert, Andy turns up to the wrong address and it's a goth birthday party which pr quickly goes wrong. 
done that before. <laughs> and it was not a goth birthday party. <laughs> no. No, it was okay. not. Trust me, it was not. <laughs> way, That'd have been all right. Word in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, I haven't got any reviews to go through. Um, Thanks, you so lot. Appreciate you, it. Once if you'd again, like to leave a review, you can do so on Apple Podcasts um, or on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, so please do so. It's always good to read those out. Um, and you get slightly less abuse from Lance. <laughs> yeah, don't be nice <laughs> about it, Mike. Have a go. Have a got go. One bloody job. <laughs> Come on. Well, let's get so it off your chest. Pretend, well. pretend they're making moody t-shirts of our podcast. <laughs> <Tell them>. Yeah. <laughs> no, get the star no, shout. Give them a wink. Yeah, I've got a template now. I can send everyone a cease and desist letter. It's great. Yeah, I actually showed a couple of people, and there was one person that was like, um, works for a different company, and was like, "Oh, send us that. That's really useful." <laughs> so cool. Well, shall we? Uh, we'll dive onto the main topic. So obviously, we're talking about prepping for winter and getting your kit winter ready. Yeah. Um, Lance, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, make sure you're not cold. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's it. Podcast done. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Tune in next week. <laughs> and that is how you prep for winter. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's um, let's you know. So let's start with what you're wearing, shall we? As a as a good baseline, shall we? Clothing. Mm-hmm. What is yeah. he laughing at now? Am I Sorry, Marky again? Mark. Marky Mark gave us a review. Welcome to the most unorganised yet, but yet factual podcast going. Uh, I think you're fine you finally didn't have to we leave have the, the um, didn't have, have the need, need to have the last bit. I don't think. you have have me unorganized mark welcome to the most unorganized but yet podcast going (laughs) (laughs) love it oh dear cool sorry carry on carry on Mm. so yeah clothing um obviously going into the winter months you're not going to it's not going to be changed a massive lot for your base for your um your initial like your combat your fatigues your shirt whatever it is you're going to be wearing but on the side of that, you're going to be looking at like your neck warmers, your bo- your boonie hats, or your your woolen hats, should I say? Um, thermal bottoms, thermal long sleeves, you know, merino um, merino socks, uh, bits and bobs like that that you can add. It's all about layering, really, for me, from my point of view. I wouldn't just go like going buying these massively thick sort of like ski skiing type trousers and rocking about in them all day long. Like winter winter months, I'll still just have my normal combat trousers on with uh, my normal. Boots, socks, this, that, and the other. Obviously, my Under Armour cycling shorts. Uh, it's the late in the evening, my, and it's my legs that feel the cold. So I always chuck a pair of long johns on when when we come back. Before we go on like a night or something like that, I always long johns will go on then, and I've got them through the night then till the early morning when I ditch them off again. So yeah, for me, like for clothing base layers, um, I'll just keep my regular top half. Um, apart from all I do for my winter kit is I'll add my softy jacket into it for clothing. Um, I'll add a woolly hat. Either like a little beanie hat or a balaclava that I can roll up into a beanie. Um, I'll have an additional pair of warm gloves um, and perhaps a slightly thicker pair of socks from the winter. But that'd be about it for my winter sort of base, sort of clothing, sort of lower loadout. That'd be about it. What about you, chaps? Uh, yeah, I'd pretty much do the same. Um, like I, I tend to chuck my um, Gore-Tex waterproof out, out and throw in like a little soft shell. Um, that's got some waterproofing on it with a, a Gore-Tex liner, just makes it a little bit nicer. And like you said, uh, I tend to pack more more change of clothes as well. So like I tend to take an extra pair of socks 
an extra pair of boxers or uh, and trousers and stuff with me just so I, mm. if it does get cold um and you do get a little bit damp during the night you can change it out first thing in the morning and you can yeah you can be nice and warm um, you've got to be out because that's the worst it's been an entire week i mean yeah, i made that mistake yeah, changing my my uh my socks out when they got drenched at their private first event we done and my feet were fucked for about two days afterwards it felt like, like hundreds yeah. of pins stuck into it it's awful um but i'll always have extra socks on me like i'll have like pretty out of socks wise i'll probably have probably maybe three or four pairs of socks in my kit like i'll have two in my like my foot care kit with my foot powder and my in my seal skin socks and then i'll have another couple of pairs in with my change of clothes and my boxes in, in like a dry bag sort of thing so um yeah i'll always have extra socks without fail yeah I, yeah i always tend to take probably two or three pairs mm. but i'll probably yeah, take, in in the winter months i tend to chuck in an extra one or two so i'll be carrying more four <laughs> four, four four or five just seems sorry, just seems Phil's comment. No, just I just seems Phil's comment there. Um, I like to see Phil's uh, winter kit load out. <laughs> winter kit, winter kit what's that? What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just Phil's winter kit would just be a, a thong, like a festive thong, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with a kangaroo on it, with a with a, with a Christmas hat on, that'd be it. Yeah, yeah. just to keep it Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I think what with the you, um... Mikey boy? The socks. I generally tend to wear a a base uh, a base sock and then a sort of a thicker hiking sock when I'm in my boots. Anyway, um, on that I'll probably take a secondary base sock and then I've got my seal skin. So I'll always basically have four four pairs of socks. So two thick pairs, one of which is waterproof, and then two thin pairs. Which even it you know even on a sweaty day, for example, that's the one I will probably swap out. On an event anyway, because you know, ultimately, it just means you've got a dry sock around your foot. Um, the only 100%. other thing I generally tend to change is gaiters. I'm probably more likely to wear gaiters to an event. Um, mm, yeah, just keeps um, sort of water or anything like that off the top of your trousers, so around your your ankles and stuff like that mm. doesn't start to get sopping wet running around in the grass. Um, trousers, I don't really tend to change at all. Um, you know the only I thing I might wear really? is your thermals. So I sometimes wear the thermals, but I, I don't even have knee pads. So even if I just get a wet knee or something, usually that dries out quite quick. See, see I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you don't have a knee pad or anything. Yeah, I, like, I, yeah. I, I can't not. I just have really pad, bad yeah. knees now. <laughs> yeah. no, but that's what I mean. But mine, I mean, mine are, don't get me wrong, my right knee is pretty fucked. But I mean, just kneeling down in general, it's just a bust after a while. And you, you hit a stone or something like that, and it's just like, it's the worst feeling yes. in the world. Like, so that's that's the worst that really thing, is, is kneeling on gravel or kneeling on a solid surface that's used for airsoft, which is covered in BBs. So well, I, I sometimes have to like do a little sweep on the floor before I put my knee down uh, on like a solid floor. Um, don't shoot me. I'm just... The tactical, the tactical right. sweep. Sweeping, sweeping. Excuse yeah. me. Sorry, hang on. <laughs> Um, oh, mate, no, I've got. I mean, I remember once we, I, was, I helped a friend out doing some office refurb work in London, and it was a real late night. Put we was pulling a late night to get it done, and we was putting down the false floor tiles. And literally, mm. I took my knee pads off, just finished, and it was literally there was one left to put down. And I turned around, picked it up, and dropped to my knees. And I didn't know, obviously, at the time, but there was a screw sticking out of the floor tile, Ooh. probably about a quarter of an inch. And it was like the tip of my kneecap was the first thing to contact. And like my entire weight just went boom. And I hit my, my friend Greg just looked at me and he said, You literally just went white and then green. And just I was just, oh my God. The, the pain and the sick feeling was the worst ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awful. Yeah, I can imagine. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, to be fair, knee, the bigger the thing I find with knee pads is that the, so I use the Helicon Tex trousers. They don't have like the inbuilt 
knee pad uh, solid one. So you can put two like seconds. A, that's fine. You can put like a foam insert in there, so it's got uh, like a little Velcro panel for that. Um, yeah. But I just generally don't tend to use it. It might be something I look at doing, but for the most part, it's not not something I've had a real problem with up to now. Um, and then you were talking Love about your Gore-Tex. <laughs> yeah, your Gore-Tex. I generally tend to just still have the Gore-Tex layer in in my pack, either that or a poncho. Um, the only mm. thing with the poncho is that I find if you put that on, you really want to have it properly heavily raining for that because otherwise you are just as wet on the inside anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're running around with a poncho on, yeah, you just yeah. build up your own little internal atmosphere, and then you sort of you're taking it off, and just rainforest animals start coming out your arms and <laughs> yeah. down the bottom of the poncho because they've been living in there, <laughs> which is not 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 great fun. But yes, yeah, so the Gore-Tex, I'll, I'll usually just sort of swap a Gore-Tex or like even like a light rain jacket I've got from Mountain Warehouse, which is more of a dark green camo pattern, um, mm. which is kind of useful for a PMC loadout because. I've got an MTP Gore-Tex and then that kind of dark green raincoat, um, which kind of hits those two loadouts, really. Yeah, you can rock a you can rock a DEA sort of PMC sort of loadout with that, can't you, with the, with the, with the yeah. olive, olive drab or whatever it is. Um, yeah, Gore-Tex jacket, I mean, that's pretty much my only waterproof layer that I take to an event, whether that be autumn, winter, summer. It'll always be in the top of my burger, regardless, if it, even if summer months, I'll just leave it in there because it's, it's just what it is. Um, and it's an oversized, like it's like a double XL, I think XL, double XL Gore-Tex wooden DPM jacket. Um, and you can literally just chuck it on over the top of your plate carrier, just leave it undone at the front, and it keeps a majority of the rain off you, especially like shoulders and your back and that. You know, kit's going to get wet anyhow, but if, if it can shield you a bit, you know, that's the best thing. What I was going to show you, mate, was um, this is what I use for my, when I'm wearing my Woodland DPM uh, trousers. So these actually go underneath oh, yeah. the trouser. So they're uh, they're made by Body Pro, Body Pro X. I think I got them on Amazon for the like inline skate, but they are wicked, really they good. Don't slip around they, or anything? They don't. They don't. Do you know what? It almost adds a bit of support because it's elasticated. It almost adds a bit of support to your leg as well around your knee area. Um, mm. And I've had these for about a year and a half now, so I've been to a, quite a few events and used these. Absolutely brilliant. They've literally saved my knees massively. Yeah, compared oh, to check those out. Yeah, I always so, yeah. on just inbuilt knee pads because yeah, I mean I've got built-in ones on my MTP yeah. trousers and on my on my on my Coyote Town ones for my PMC rolls, but I haven't got any Woodland DPM sort of like knee pads if you like. So I thought right, no. I'll get these, I'll give them a go. That's the only, I mean, that's I must the admit thing. they're starting to go ever so slightly in the middle, so you might have to add a tiny little bit of foam to the middle bit there. But I mean, on the whole, they've they've been really bloody good, really good. Mm. And if you get two of them, you can just rock one on the right hand side or whatever you're more prone to kneeling on. So I never really wear both of them. I just put the one on the right. That's what I mean, kneeling knee, if you like. But yeah, I mean, do recommend them. Truth be told, I don't generally tend to spend too much time on my knees at an airsoft event anyway. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> then, no, for the most part, on all honesty, I'm either usually standing or completely belt buckled to the ground. Um, which, when it's wet, I'm just going to get wet anyway. Mike's a so, purist. I'm only firing if I'm in the prone position. <laughs> yeah. Regardless. Got, <laughs> even if, I, I, even I, if I'm I, going up a staircase. <laughs> <laughs> Downs the more fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was part of that Russian, yeah. Russian, Russian training program where they're sliding ooh, down ooh, the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best one was when I saw was when they kicked kicked the door and ran into the room, and the bloke's rifle got wedged, and he flipped over the top of it. That <laughs> she just wedged in the door frame with massive rifle. <laughs> that was that was the Americans, wasn't it? That that one. I, I, I don't remember know. that from somewhere. 
I'm um, I'm just saving a photo down. Phil Phil has just sent us a picture on Facebook. I'm just uh, <laughs> just getting that ready to go because it's um it's quite entertaining. This is Christmas loadout or uh, sorry um winter loadout. Winter loadout. Phil's winter loadout. Yeah. Oh, are we going to be jealous <laughs> of him just like a, a, a sun kissed backdrop of the beach and a Barbie on the go? <laughs> yeah. uh, not quite. But possibly the only one I wanted to mention <laughs> um clothing wise as well was um do you guys generally tend to change your headwear at all? Uh, depending on the conditions, i.e. cold and wet. I tend to just, well, I tend to run a cat unless, yeah. Yeah, unless I'm running night vision and then I throw my helmet on. So that doesn't really change. Um, mm. The only thing that I might... Just a boonie and a beanie hat for the winter. Yeah, if, I might throw a, bo- no, a beanie in the back. So if I'm having a little kip or get a few minutes rest. But I tend to... Uh, that's half of it as well. Like if I get five, 10 minutes to myself, like where you get to sit down and rest and things like that, then that's normally when I even make sure that I really, really don't get wet. Cause I, I'm happy to run around and get soaking wet if it's pissing down with rain and I can't stop for 10 minutes to off, to take off all my gear and throw a waterproof on. Mm. I'd rather run around get soaking wet. And then when I get back to camp that evening, change out on my wet clothes so that I do it that way. I'd rather I don't. If it's going to rain, it's going to rain. You're going to get wet. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. the way I look at it. Yeah, and then absolutely. So the the question I guess I was kind of gearing up to is I I have two sets of boonies. Um, so I've got a, a couple of boonies from Miltech, which are kind of a more waxy kind of material fabric, which is a lot better for when it's raining. So I wouldn't go to hundred percent and say they're waterproof. Um, because they're not I, i've tried that um but they definitely keep the rain off you a lot more than the kind of more traditional um sort of i guess almost cotton boonies that you kind of normally get yeah. they're repelled uh, the UF... longer than a normal hat would sort of thing yeah i mean the uf pro one it. for example has got a mesh panels in it which you know that's not very water resistant at all it's, it's um, pointless, isn't it? <laughs> well no it's really good for the, the summer well like when it, oh, all the summer, heat yeah, out and stuff winter, like that yeah, but yeah. not so good for the winter um no. So I do generally tend to swap that out, and I also have a seal skin beanie now as well, which is quite good. Ooh, um, fair play. Now, is that does that keep the heat in as well? Is that more for winter lobs? You're yep. going to sweat a lot more with that, or is it still? So it breathable? keeps the heat in. It's still relatively breathable, um, but I mean, ultimately, it's seal skin. So it's it's you know it's the way the seal skin it. works is that it, it you're installing a plastic membrane in the middle of the product um, mm. that goes around the thing you want to keep dry. So, I mean. Ultimately, I don't think it's probably as breathable as a normal beanie, um, but I've never had any problems with like taking it off in the winter and then I've got a sopping wet head. Because um, again, that's counterintuitive for the benefit of the of the product. Then, so this is exactly so. It's like cheap waterproofs, you know. By the time you put them on and sweated your ass off in them, you might as well have just got yeah, rained on for ten minutes because you, exactly. you're probably wetter and you're actually wetter on the inside, which is going to take even longer mm. to dry. It's a bastard. It's horrible. So yeah, sometimes you're weighing up your options as one of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean that leads us on nicely to well with obviously the layering options. With your with your with your kit, you know, don't chuck not, not be chucking all your kit on in one go if it's going to be cold. You know, it's that old phrase in it, cold and bold. So you know, start off if you do need to apply another layer or so, do it then. You know, don't chuck it all on and just start sweating out because it's awful. <laughs> we had that at the <laughs> SEO event. So I know Danny, um, I know it was Danny. I can't remember who. It was. David, myself. Uh, I can't remember if 
tell did it or not but we we all put our Gore-Tex jackets on because it was it was pissing it down and we were just about to go on patrol so put the Gore-Tex jackets on you know a little bit rustly but it wasn't too bad and then within like 20 minutes where we'd stopped up at the village and you were having a chat with um les or, or sorry helmet mm. or whatever his name was um we were all like hurriedly trying to take the jackets off <laughs> sort of staying on point because <laughs> yeah, it was just so warm at that point so 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah do you want to see um um, I've forgotten his name. Phil, sorry, mate. Phil, Phil. yeah, Phil. Do you want to see Phil's winter loadout? <laughs> I want to see Phil's winter loadout. There we go. There he is. Like, he must have been absolutely baking in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the average temperature of Australia, I'm pretty certain, is 200 degrees C at all times. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can essentially leave a, a chicken on your doorstep, come home after working. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play, mate. Cool? Nice. Like nice leg art stuff. Yeah, breaks yeah. up the red a little bit. Yeah, fair play. Nice. <laughs> so the gel blaster, then, it just literally, essentially, it just looks like an airsoft rifle, doesn't it, really? I'm guessing that's a gel mm. blaster. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do want to have a chat with Phil about potentially getting him on an episode if we can, because it would be cool mm. to learn about more about gel blasters. But as mm. far as I'm aware, they are basically a BB gun, but they just fire the little yeah. gel balls that explode on impact. Um, yeah, fair play. So, Like mini cool. paintballs. Yeah, but not with no paint. But with no paint. Yeah, what is it? Is it like a clear, just a clear sort of silicony gel? It's like a silicon non... type thing, which yeah. to me is really bad for the environment. Like throwing it silicon. It must be like a biodegradable sort of thick vegetable oily type thing. It's got to be. I'd have thought, wouldn't it? Or I don't know. Oh well, Phil, come on. Where's yeah, the info? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. If he gives the info now, then there's no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have him on later. We'll yeah. him um, <laughs> before we just dive into setups and the like, um, Des says Merino wool is definitely a go-to. Yes, mm-hmm. Gore-Tex gear is great stuff. I have the Swedish M90 from Tager. Uh, mind you, they are like rocking horse shit to get hold of. Yeah, I can um, imagine, mate. He also says I've got to have them knee pads. I use Revolution racewear trousers, and he also uses a seal skins hat for running. Uh, proper keeps my head warm even when it's wet. So there you go. Nice, yeah. uh, Paul Desway says, saw someone on exercise with one of those multicam waterproof boleros, which fits really well with a plate carrier. I think that's, I was just Googling that. I think that's one of these um, setups that kind of is, is just the top of your shoulders. Oh, is that, we, we saw that before, isn't it? Like a jacket and it's just got the, the open for your plate carrier to get Yeah, to I, th- well, I, th- like I think so. I, you have to bear with me. I'm trying to find the, front, the chest cut out. Yes. Yeah, so it's like one of the up, uh, like the upper body ones that kind of sit over the top of the the top of the plate carrying. It's got the hood attached, um, mm. like a Viper hood, but a Gore-Tex like waterproof mm. one, mm. pretty much. Yeah, mm. good play. I bet that's more breathable. Uh, Obviously, it's more, of course, it's gonna be more breathable. It's only a quarter of a fucking jacket, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot more breathable. I mean, I guess from from a, a, a protecting you from the rain perspective, I don't know how efficient that's going to be because obviously your your head and shoulders will be fine, but. Everything what else. About your knees be... and toes. Exactly. I was going to make a dandruff joke, but I'm glad you went with that one. <laughs> well, I don't know because if you're wearing a plate carrier, like if you're wearing a chest rig, then yeah, what's the point? You've all basically your tits are going to get wet. But if you're wearing wet tits, a plate carrier, right me. your plate carrier covers the rest Boom. of your body. Boom. It? Well, it doesn't cover the, the, the lower panel below your arms, does it? Your armpits. I feel, I feel science coming it's on. The side area. If there's rain getting in under your arms, you, you weren't at that, that Legion event. It was very wet. 
<laughs> it did rain a hell of a lot. I don't know if I got wet armpits from the weather, though. I was so wet from that event <laughs> I that I genuinely I came... my bit wetness on the weather. <laughs> <laughs> we came back from taskings and like my hands were just wrinkled permanently. Yeah, it did. It was like they were like bath hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a nightmare. It was good fun, but it was, it was very brilliant. very wet as a, an event. Yeah, um, it was brilliant. John McLaughlin says kneel on a stone and then you do a tactical side roll. Well, I just um, do a tactical scream yeah. and cry and, yeah. and then ah! a little bit sick in my mouth where it's hurt so much. A few empty blinds at that stone as well. <laughs> Ed says take uh, Kenny to Airsoft. He's my BB sweeper. Fair play. Nice. Uh, I, knew, I knew there was a use for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paulus Wales, those knee pads look good. Tied with the trousers with them built in and they look alley but never sit right for me. That's the problem I've always had with knee pads is you get the external ones and they just flop all over the place. You end up around your knee or around the wrong way, or you're running mm. along and it just, things start moving because it doesn't quite fit your leg. Um, the pair I've got at the moment, I was going to see if I could find, I might have to dig out for next episode. Um, they're quite good. They're quite a, a beefy setup in terms of the um, connections and stuff. But that's one of the reasons I've just never got on with knee pads is that when you kneel down, they're just never in the right place. So either the inbuilt ones or whatever tends to sort of move around or, It'd be very handy. See, I've got, I, I need to put my hands got, on the yeah, desk. You're very, you're getting all jazz hands again, aren't you? I mean, uh, I've got the Viper trousers, and they've, I've never had a problem with them. I've got, I've, no. I've got the Gen ones, and I've got the Gen two ones now. Um, and I've, I've given up trying to contact that dude in China, Wang, whatever his name was. So um, I'm just sticking with what I've got. <laughs> um, but they've been perfect. Do you know what I mean? I've never had a problem with the, with the knee pad shifting, and they're like the push. Like I said, they're the, they're the, yeah. like the they've got the pouches on the front where you just click them sort of into. It's got like the hard plastic shell on it. So, I've never had a problem with them. Good as gold. I use I use these. Uh Tactical UK World Store. I've mentioned them a few times. Yes. I'm not I'm not sponsored by them at all. I need to say that. But they are they're cracking. Cracking company. And you can actually choose your leg size as well, which you don't really ah, get to. No. So you can actually in most airsoft or tactical trousers, you don't actually get you get fat, skinny, tiny baby is the way I look at it. In sizes. That was my nickname at school, Fat Skinny <laughs> yeah. Tiny Baby. Um, but also as well, in the top pocket, in the top pocket on the legs, <laughs> you can also adjust them as well. So yes, I got that. Oh, okay. cord. So even if you can't find short ass measurement, which is what I am, which they do do, do do do, um, <laughs> you can still pull them up so they stay on your knees the entire time. And then if they sit a little bit inside for the chubbier people, then you can pull them around using the Velcro tabs at the back. It's all about setup. Nice. Yeah. Getting them, getting them squared away before you go out. Exactly. Yeah. Something I'm finding interesting, and I'm probably going to upset Lance with this comment, so bear with me. I, I'm i finding military surplus kit to not necessarily be as good oh. as slightly cheaper or more expensive equivalent kit that's designed for camouflage use and, and the like and sort of to the proper spec but it's an interesting <laughs> one so for example for example um my gore-tex jacket uh my mtp gore-tex jacket jacket british military is not quite as good as my mountain warehouse the, the one i was talking about earlier like the the little lightweight i can scrunch it up a lot more than you the the mountain warehouse one than the the gore-tex jacket and there's just a few things i'm starting to notice which are because I've always been a firm believer in like the military city. You know, it, it's been tested, it's been used. People, you know, have lived and died in it. You know, it's it's hard wearing and it, it works. 
but there are potentially better options out there. And I think that probably just comes down to, you know, purchasing power better of the stuff military. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, you think you won't, you won't find many like serving chaps with all their kit being issued kit. They they had gone. No, to, exactly. They'd have gone to JJ's. They'd have gone to dragon supplies and bought loads of their own shit. Loads mm. of it. Like when my brother-in-law demob the stuff that he had, he was like, there's my issued stuff. This is all the stuff that I brought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come, this Come with me. Come with me. Look at this. Look at this. Look at these shelves. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not to say they're not issued the stuff, but they, you know, you know, it's the soldiers. You know, they're the tackle tarts. They love it. They yeah. love kit. You know, you'll never meet a soldier that doesn't love or love a bit of kit. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like fishermen, carp fishermen are just as bad. They've got to have the fucking kit. So yeah, they'll always buy their own stuff, like aftermarket, private sales, tailored stuff, and all that. So you know, I get you, mate. I do understand. I do get that. Every ex-serviceman that I know has always gone. Military (laughs) stuff is shit. (laughs) They've gone. No, I would disagree. It's it's not all shit because I mean a lot of the stuff that um, we we obviously use for for events and stuff. I appreciate that it's a massive difference in terms of what we do to what the. You know, the, the serving forces and that do and the, the hats off to them you know obviously they put the kit through a lot more of its paces than we do but what you know the the things that we use some of this stuff for is fine and you get it cheap and it's great etc but i mm. think a lot of people are always kind of of the opinion of oh well it's it's mil specs so that means it's fine you know it's good it's, it's the best and i think people sometimes fail to appreciate mil spec is actually a spectrum you know mil spec can be here or here and quite often the stuff that the army get is possibly at the lower end um, yeah. of mil spec in Gamby, terms of it's Gamby, functional, yeah. but it's not necessarily the most cost effective or um, technical. Yeah, that's what I mean. Tailored even. I mean, they're making it for the yeah. masses, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's produced for the so, I mean, like Andy's trousers, for example, the ones you were just talking about, where you've got the, the different ability to tailor stuff, mm-hmm. and, you know, fit, fit yeah. different sizes and stuff. You know, obviously that's not going to be found in a surplus shop necessarily. Um, Unless it's a pair of fries, which are going to have that sort of ability to do that with, which are going to be mega bucks. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're not going to be there. That is not issued kit unless you're in the, obviously, special forces. Get it? I believe the Marines get something similar now. It's not, I think it's cry, but it is something. Viper Marines. What? (laughs) They're all running around in Viper. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's come a long Viper, way. Viper Miltech and Combat UK. That's all they wear. Combat UK. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Cheeky. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a tough one because I mean, like I said, I, I I've got quite a fair bit of um, surplus kit. Like some of the sleeping bags, I find them. I think they're bang on. Do you know what I mean? Some mm. of the blood, you know, the fifty-eight pattern bouncing bomb. It's a big old lump of sleeping bag, but it's bloody warm. You know, but it's not practical, really. If you're going on a backpacking trip, don't take one of them with you <laughs> yeah. because you won't be able to take anything else. Oh, that you was know. it. Tents. I was looking up tents because um, I found on eBay a USMC two-person tent, and they're sitting in at around four point eight kilos. Whereas you can get uh, from Mountain Warehouse, they do a little two-man tent that is one point eight kilos, which is quite a significant difference if you're tabbing about. You know, mm. obviously the mountain warehouse one Basher. isn't rated to the hurricane storms or the basher. You know, it, it's the different setups and different weights. I know um, you like a basher. You can't beat a basher. You can beat a basher <laughs> if it's raining proper hard. Basher. Like... <laughs> no, you can't. No. <laughs> no, you can't. You just put two bashers up. We're well, talking put, of appropriate setups. Do you want to talk about? 
<laughs> bit lower. Unless the water's just coming flat up. Flat on the ground. Yeah. If the water's coming up, put it higher. It'd be nice and dry, don't you? While you're in your tent, yeah. it's going sideways in the wind. And I'm just a like, low profile basher. Just, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Absolutely yeah. fine. Um, talking of appropriate setup, should we go into shelters, sleepings, and cooking systems? Shelters and sleepings, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So shelters, yeah. I mean, winter months for me doesn't change. It does change. That's a lie. Um, it's all de- it's all event dependent, really. I mean, let's 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 take hard cover and buildings and out of the equation because that is what it is. You know, you're going to be yeah. in hard cover. However, your sleep system will still be very much similar to being outdoors because you could be on a cold concrete floor in hard cover so you're not going to get rained on but you'll still need to take the insulation and that into account for your sleep setup but shelter wise for me i mean it will be a basher all day long um but if we are in an area we're going to set up and we're not going to get bumped or we're going to get bumped but you're not going to have to move location then winter months i'll be very inclined to take my dutch army tent just because it's a lovely thick material it's really warm um it's relatively waterproof uh worst case scenario if, if it does completely start pounding down with rain i can just sling me basher over it because i got my basher with me all the time <laughs> yep you know if you get a two-man tent which is crap oh, sorry and then you it starts leaking but you've only got a two-man tent it's that's it it's a yep. two-man tent that leaks you can't do nothing with it but if you've got your basher then you can do anything with your basher oh always yeah i hands basher. hands down always have a basher basher because worst case you could even just use it as just guys all grab a corner and at least you've got something to sit under if you need to. Yeah, that's um, exactly that, mate. You can pile your bags up, sling one over it, and just peg the four corners down and go, and then come back and worry about it later on. You know your kit, your, your burgers are going to be dry, and then if you basher. That's what I'm going to say. Basher! <laughs> basher! <laughs> basher! <laughs> yeah, my, my sleeping kit doesn't really change. Um, I still... Your shelter kit, mate, that. sorry. Yeah. Um, there's still hammock if possible, if mm. not, basher, basher and bivy bag with me, thermal lining, like my thermal mat. Yeah, nice. Yeah, my Dutch one. Absolutely, yes. I don't know if they're still available in preppers. Uh, Mike got a bad one, Mike one, Mike's one leaked. Mine doesn't, mine's lovely. Yeah, I had a slightly moody one on that one, well, not moody, but I had a slightly <laughs> bad one on that. It might have been a moody one, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it definitely doesn't stay as inflated as it should do. And that was, funnily enough, I was actually looking at the Thermarest XL neon air type thing is it's like a replacement because yeah, they're like 190 quid and they're like they're, they're substantially more money yeah but they're, um, they're lovely but they yeah. are pretty pucker yeah so that was that was going to be my alternative i was looking at yeah. and then they but they came back in stock and i was like hmm 25 quid 130 hmm. thing is <laughs> the trouble is the thing that i'm reluctant to is one i think that's really fucking expensive for a mattress basically that you're going to sleep on a dirty horrible floor in um, and two, I can sort of court relatively comfortably sleep on a normal foam pad uh, mm. and sort of rough it for a weekend. Do you mean? <laughs> so I don't really oh, so don't, yeah, so don't get me wrong. I know, the, I, can, um... no, I, know, I know I can sleep with a lesser thing. <laughs> yeah. The, um, the, I haven't bought one. That's the point. The, um, the Dutch Army Thermarest, I, I slept on perfectly fine. Um, and it was weird because whilst in the morning it was you know there was almost no air in it at all it was just a little foam on the inside that was kind of supporting me it was still a comfortable night's sleep so i wouldn't complain from that perspective um but obviously you buy the self-inflating mattresses with the theory that it gives you a little bit more comfort than just a foam pad um so yeah they're they're good kits good bits of kit i mean i do i'm a a huge advocate for the for the self-inflating uh sleep mat 
for that very reason that Mike's just said that if you just got one that's yeah. an inflating mattress with no foam in it, if it bursts, mm. then you've essentially just got a flat sheet of plastic on the floor. Whereas if yeah. you've got a, a self-inflating mat that's got the foam in it, if it does get a rip or a tear in it, you've still got that foam. As a, it's not going to be a great deal. You know, it's going to be sort of 20 mils worth of foam or if that, but it's still going to be something. It's still going to have some sort of give yeah, there. There's going to be a little bit of give for you. So yeah, I'm a huge advocate of self-inflating roll mats all day long. Yeah, and the roll mat, I mean, we, we've covered this kind of in a sleep system before, but the roll mat... And your your base layers are very important when it comes to sleeping because ultimately, you know your your insulation from the ground, even more so when you're in a hammock, the insulation that you've got underneath you, yes, you need to make definitely. sure it's proper pucker because everyone focuses on the layer above you, but ultimately your contact with the ground is what sucks out a lot of the heat as well. Mm. So yeah, it's important definitely. to make sure you get that right. Um, I so mean, yeah, my... go and check out our sleep systems. If we, we cover that in quite a lot of detail. Yeah, I mean, sleep system-wise, for the winter months, the, um, I mean, my sleep paddles stay the same comfort. Some depends if we're if again, it's event dependent. If we're doing one where we can get sort of bumped, I'll take me um, I'll take Aunt Fantry's sleep mat with me, my German infantry uh, roll mat, which sort of folds into a block which sits nicely in the Bergen, rolling it rolling up. It just actually sort of like Constantina down into a little block, um, which is cool. I've used that. It's not the most comfiest in the world, but it does the job nicely. Um, and I'd use that sort of like summer months, winter months if we're going to get bumped. Um, and then on with that co to coincide with that, I'll have um, for the winter. This would be I'd have my um, Stug Pack Base Camp Extreme main DOS bag. Um, I'd have my even my Wooby blanket, which I've currently got it in in there at the moment, and a cotton. So I've got a British Army Arctic cotton liner. So what I do is I put my Wooby, I tie all the tie offs off on the Wooby make it into a sleeping bag so I leave one end untied so you can climb into it and I'll put that inside the cotton liner inside my snug pack base camp extreme that then all goes into my bivy bag um, and that's sort of like pretty much my sleep system aside from my mylar uh, very thin mylar blanket which is like a durable one it's not like a rescue blanket it's actually like a proper mylar sleep pad um, and that always comes with me because that's just a wicked bit of kit that just reflects that heat back up into your DOS bag um, rather than it just escaping down into the ground. It's, it's like, like Mike said, adding them little layers. So I've got my Aunt Fantry's ground mat, my Mylar, I've got my bivy bag, I've got my main DOS bag, I've got my um, Arctic uh, liner, and then I've got my Wooby, and then I've got me. So I've got like five layers between my back. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you've got my T-shirt on top of that, if I've got a T-shirt on. Um, so you've got potentially five, six layers between you and the ground, which is what you're after, mm. really. Yeah. You know, hundred percent, especially for the winter months, because it does get, it will get proper cold, proper cold when you're laying on forest floors and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, always bear that in mind. Even with the mild winter, mild winter that we've had so far, and mild autumn, you lie on that ground for long. It'll still take the energy out of you, the heat out of you, yeah. And that's why I love, I love, I love the, I love the modular ability of it all. The way I've built my setup, if you like, is very similar to a lot of other people's. I can imagine, but. I can add and take things away as and when I need it. Like summertime, I could just, I could remove four of those layers and just have a wooby blanket. Sorry, um, mm. and that'll be it, or or a jungle bag. Do you know what I mean? And it would just, and then yeah. obviously increase it as and when it's required, rather than buying the ultimate Arctic sleeping bag, which you can sleep naked in in minus forty without any shelter or anything like that. But you can't use that in the summer because you will boil. You can't use no, it you in the can't. spring. You'll, you'll boil. <laughs> you can only that. use that in the Arctic, which is <laughs> never going to happen over here. So I've got to admit, it is quite nice at night. That's my... It, I, that, that was definitely yeah, a dig of mine. No, 100% it's not. But you know what I mean? You can you could spend sort of like £400 on, on an all-singing, exactly, all-dancing... Yeah. What have you bought, Mike? 
that's exactly what I've done. I've, I've basically bought a 400 pound sleeping bag. Um, it's a down, it goes up what? to minus 30, but it collapses down to the equivalent of this foam panel that I've got here. It, it's so, it, it, it's so space efficient on that front, but I don't use it as a sleeping bag. So, well, no, I do. Hang on. <laughs> I don't set it up on my wall. No, so I, if I was to buy one of these, if you was the owner of this sleeping bag in a shop and I came in to buy one, you're not really selling it to me right now. Well, so bear with me. So in the in the winter, it's it's brilliant. I can get in it um, as long as it's not wet. Uh, you're fine because down does not cope with being wet at all. So you definitely need to no hang on. So you definitely need to have a, a proper um, baby bag or something like that around it. You can't have something that's going to leak because otherwise you, you're just going to fuck yourself over. Um, in the summer, I will still use the same sleeping bag, but what I generally tend to use is more of a blanket. So I'll lay on the floor and then just put the sleeping bag. I'll just open up the whole thing, and just use it like a duvet almost, uh, and that keeps you fine. So again, in a bivy bag or anything like that, I'm not well, necessarily fully encapsulated. Well, you can sweat and drink because you're not. It's not so much of a problem yeah, because sweat, you've got sweat, it as like. A... Well, no. Yeah, I have. Can't take it back. <laughs> I have Wet had it once. I, right. So this is this was a hard learned lesson because I did in the summer use it thinking that this will be a good idea, and I woke up so fucking sweaty that the bag was definitely not as efficient at that point. But that was yeah, fine because yeah. it helped cool me down. Um, but yeah, so I I'm per personally a big advocate of like a big big sort of uh, down sleeping bag. The only thing I do need to you find used is completely the wrong way. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because a lot of a lot of the backpacking systems, they use them as like a, a blanket. Because you can actually buy like blanket systems like that, which are even more expensive, which is ridiculous. Um, but having that ability, I can then get in it if I want to, or I can open it up. So it's, it's kind of using it on that basis. Um, yes, yeah, writing I, down. I'm just trying to. I'm just, I'm just, Mike's I'm just, an idiot. <laughs> Mike, I, I've got to admit, I, I'm I'm close to Mike's way of thinking. So I have a sleeping bag which goes down to minus 40, uh, minus synthetic. And I tend to take but that. That must be massive, surely. It's not that big. It fits in the bottom of my... Oh, bollocks. Camera's gone again. Hang on. It fits in the bottom of your bollocks? <laughs> no, the camera. It's tiny. Half hour. <laughs> Very small um, sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it fits in the bottom of my bag, my um, X300. Um, and I can have my... Um, uh, snug pack uh, jungle bag next to it and it fills up the whole bottom and that's it that's that's my I take that and I have my bivy uh, I have my um, uh, bivy bag in the side panel but in the summer I will put my I'll open up my um, minus 40 sleeping bag put it inside the jungle bag and I'll sleep on top of my minus 40 Because it adds another layer, and then yeah. it means that. I, but I'll probably stop doing that now. I've bought the new um, uh, hammock liner because that was yeah. Because it, it's superfluous at that point. Yeah, I mean my my down my down sleeping bag gets down to a thirteen liter Highlander dry sack, so I can compress the whole thing down. It probably goes to about fifteen centimeters thin, thick, whatever you want to call it. Uh, probably about thirty centimeters wide, and maybe sort of. I don't know 400 high, and that just slots mm. in down the side of my Bergen, and it, it's oh, I have no issues with that at all. Are you yeah, doing a quiz or something, this, Lance? Like, yeah, no, 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 bear with me, bear with me. Mine's uh, roughly the size of I'm my head. Round it up to 200 pounds. 
Right, sorry, sorry. Just while you two was gassing there, I just did a quick calculation, and my entire sleeping setup. Right. Yeah. So this is my this is snug pack. So it's not it's not moody kit or anything. So it's a snug pack jungle bag, a snug pack mm -hmm. base camp extreme sleeping bag, the Arctic bag liner, the Mylar pad, Aunt Fantry's. Um, oh, actually, no, make that two. Make that two twenty five. Sorry, two twenty five. Um, Aunt Fantry's foldable ground mat. Uh, my bivy, my Gore-Tex bivy bag, my Wooby blanket, and my Firmarest self-inflating pad is two hundred and twenty-five quid. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to admit, one probably isn't. I defer hard. back to the conversation that the the cheaper something is doesn't necessarily make it the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to. I've got to admit, I'm. My, my, Does it matter my if my snug pack base camp extreme sleeping bag is soaking wet? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've got me on that front. <laughs> can I zip it up to sleep in it? Yes. Yes. I can zip mine up to sleep in it. <laughs> yeah, he just he just floats out with his own sweat after a couple of hours. <laughs> just, uh, Makes his own little micro out, pool. Getting out in the morning, you just roll me out like toothpaste. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I get it. It's there's you know, it's, it's different options for whatever, you, whatever yeah. it's personal preference, isn't it? And we've said yeah. that a lot. It's whatever floats your boat and whatever you're comfortable with, if it makes you comfortable the, and makes your experience better, then crack on. Yeah, I mean, the thing I always had snug pack sleeping bags, but the, the thing I always found was just the space constraints. It takes up so much of your burger and you've got no space in the rest of it. Mm. You know, unless you've got everything hanging off the side of your burger and you end up with your sleeping bag, the, the big bouncing bombs takes up a, probably a good third of the internal pouch of your burger. Mm. Buy a bigger bag. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 prior to, I mean, during the week, I we were doing so obviously winter kit stuff tonight, and what I did was I actually packed my Bergen, uh, having like winter cold weather and wet conditions in mind, and in my main compartment, so the main, the guts of the Bergen, is they've got the British Army short back, hundred and twenty liter with a rocket pouch on the side. Mm -hmm. I got my um, sleep system, uh, my all my dry kit my spare socks, my foot care kit, all that other stuff. So the only thing that's not in the main part of my pack is my rations and water and a bit of ammo. Everything else is packed in my burger and my day sack, and I managed to get my day sack in there. So yeah, it's doable. you just got to do it properly. Mm -hmm. but, and the main thing with that is, is if you get a sleeping bag and a stuff sack, just get rid of the stuff sack straight away because it's yeah. ridiculous. You're trying to get a cylinder into a bag. You're not going to use up all this area of the bag. You've got to – but that's – look at the bags episode. <laughs> For that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk yeah. about protecting kits? So we obviously just briefly touched on dry bags. Mm. Um, yeah, again, massively ooh, important. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got go on. props <gasps> for this one. Oh, oh, cheeky, cheeky uh, millets purchaser. Lovely, Two lovely. Got them it was got last them, week. Got them myself, sir. Got them ones myself, yeah. sir. Two for ten pounds, it was, and I was like, Do you know what? I'm going to buy a load. So I bought, I bought eight. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think I got mine a couple of years back, and there was like a you got um green, yellow, red, and blue. Um, I think it was for half price. I think I bought two packs. Yeah. I think it was like forty-five quid or something. It turned out to be for the two sets, so I got double yeah. of each. But the big blue ones, they're like rocket pouch sizes, aren't they? They're quite good. Yeah, they're yeah. Like the line your rocket yeah. pouches up. So that that's got my that's got my full hammock set up in that now. Yeah, nice. So that's perfect. And then what I do is with a sharpie pen, that like that handle you're holding on, I just label that with a sharpie. I'll see. <laughs> I've got I've got them all color coded, like I've, I've blue for hammock. Yeah, blue for hammock, red for food. Green, Do you sort of guess that? Green for ammo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
What's, so, what's funny about that? It's blue for hammock. Everyone knows yeah, it's a completely you, arbitrary <laughs> blue for hammock. Yeah, as long it is, as you're not colorblind, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. It's international God damn it. hammock. I, blue. I, I, I go to yeah. get in my hammock and I just keep getting my food out. Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've just laid them all my rations. It's not working. But size, size matters. It's rubbish. They do, they do a big 100 litre black one now. Which oh, what lineup? That's yeah. yeah, that's gonna be your main bag. Yeah, like, obviously I've got the main bag liner as well in the in yeah. Bergen. That's you. That's a must. Either that or a big heavy duty rubble sack. One of the two. Yeah, yeah don't get they anything too slippery. Stuff. I've found with that one. Um, so if you're going to line the inside of your Bergen, I've I've got an internal Bergen liner which is I don't know what material it's made out of. It's almost like Teflon though. That it doesn't grip to itself at all. Um, so you're trying to get stuff in and out of it, and it's just the whole thing's just flexing all over the place. It could almost be like stitched in. It's all jazz hands again. That's like no, the new bashers, though. <laughs> the new issue British Army bashers are like they're like it's like trying to roll a slug up. It's fucking yeah. a nightmare because you'll get to a point and it'll go Poof, and be like, <laughs> yeah. not again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, they're good because they're waterproof. Yeah. They're waterproof. They work. Oh, they're turbo but it's just yeah, mate. You just trying to put anything those. in it. It just it you know, <laughs> yeah. and then you, and then you're like, oh, I just want to get something out of the bag, and then you open the bag and you've got all these bit folds of material all over the place. You're like, oh, I just want the yeah, yeah. I'd like so it. I've stopped using the, the point I was trying to make. I've stopped using the Bergen liner First world because I was just finding it a nightmare to basically get anything in and out of the bag. So I generally tend to go with the more kind of individual things that kind of group down into smaller packages. Oh, so, so you don't use a bag liner at all then? Not anymore, no, because oh, I just found it too much of a pain to use. Oh, blimey. Uh, I don't either. I'm on Mike's. Oh, my. I'm on Mike's team on that one because I've, I've bought a load oh. of these. I bought a load of these. So oh. what's, the, what's the point? The bag can get soaking wet, but. Everything's in one of these. Mm. Oh no, I'd always use a liner. Well, you know, there's only one way to solve this, Lance. Well, here we go, fight. One fight. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've had that geared up since last week. Andy and I found it, and I was like, oh, this will be entertaining. (laughs) Please say, your voice then. Oh, that's off the thing. No, that's that's off the thing. thing. Oh, sorry. You got to finish him. No, that's all I've got. (laughs) I like that. That's good. Uh, John, I'll find out for you, mate. Yeah, we've got a few right, comments, actually. Um, mm-hmm. we'll go well. through comments. You, I've got a few styled up in the comments. You don't have a bag liner. You could have a um, an outer waterproof bag as well. I've got. Well, yeah, funnily yeah. enough, I actually got one of those from Pepper's shop this week. Yeah, I, I have one built into me um, into the X three hundred. It's got its own little one that you pop out and you throw over. And it's it's waterproof, which I was I well, I was like, I was well chuffed. I was like, oh, an extra bo- an extra pocket for me to use. Hang on, it's already full. Oh, you didn't I know mean, you got it with it? No, I was oh, like, brilliant, yeah. brilliant when you find stuff. Isn't it? I was like, yeah. is that is that attached to the bag? Um, so it's attached by um like a um, two clips, so you can actually so it oh, can you can detach it, there, yeah, and you can throw it over. But you can detach it if you wanted to kind of like put it underneath. Hmm. If that makes sense. So you can have it on the ground with Love your that. bag sitting inside it, which I thought was pretty cool. Or pull it Although out of your bag, a... pull it over you, just sit against your bag yeah. and have it as like a exactly, yeah. Oh mate. Love but it's that. um the only annoying thing is it's um it's a multi-cam bag and it's a, a tan... <laughs> DPM cover. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a tan you know, a orange cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, they thought this one through, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what'd you do? Run out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what'd you run out? Multi cam bricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Even though they had a shit ton of coyote town to use, like, what can we do with it? Yeah. Oh, no. We put, we put a fucking bag lock. The multicam's not actually waterproof. Use the stuff that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, there's a whole load of comments that have caught up, so I'm just going to run through some of these quickly. Um, Les said you can't beat a Dutch army tent. Go on, the So, list. yeah. Basha! They are good. I have just done a little bit of research, and for comparison, a Dutch oh, army we tent weighs 7.4 kilos. Well, mine doesn't. Mine weighs six, because I measured it last week on mid-scales. Oh, did you? So, so inter- we're okay. wrong. Lost no, that's pole. fine. I've lost the pole. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I've lost the pole. I thought you meant like, <laughs> yeah. like, like you'd done a pole on like which tent was heavier. <laughs> I was like, I didn't lose no pole. <laughs> I wasn't aware of a pole. <laughs> My hammock setup is one point two. Yeah. Ooh. My so my my backpacking tent, which is the Banshee, uh, three hundred, six hundred, something like that, is um is one point eight, mm. um for a three person tent. So I'm, I'm just likening it to, you know, if you if you wanted a lighter tent set up, yeah. Um, but it's all, not in all camouflage. Three us, all three of us could. Uh, all three of us could. I want us to go wild can, camping can, at some point. All, I think three of us could get in that with all our kit. No. So I would suggest if we did that, you'd need well, we can try it. I'd suggest if you did that, you'd either want to have a basher as a, a kit store. change in there as well, though. Yeah, you know, have the basher as the kit store, or you take two two tents on that front. No, um, just one tent. Okay, just one tent. <laughs> Kenny says it's made by the cheapest bidder when the tenders go out in terms of military kit and stuff. Oh yeah, so obviously, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's not always the best. Uh, Des Bushcraft says, I used to buy loads of gear, especially from the 80s. The kit was shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. What can you say to that? Fair play. <laughs> uh, Kenny says, I see a pic of Bricksmith Patrol camped out next to their Mercedes 4x4 in some hoop, three hoops tents. Looked like Stratospheres by Snug Pack. Anyone know what they're called? Uh, uh, I think the some... army bivy hooped ones, a uh, hoop bivvies. They're only a single hip bivy. They they usually call them a special forces uh, bivy bag or something. Yeah, Dutch hoop bivies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about the three. Oh, it's not called a hobo roll, is it? I'm trying to think now. I, there's a, there's a uh, Simon, a bloke in the woods. He does a he does a wicked video on YouTube. If you look at if you're interested in the, in the hoop bivy bags. He does an actual episode on dedicated to the different types of the ones he's got because he's got he's got a lot of kit and he does really good in depth reviews on them and talks about them and stuff. And he's another one where tempted. we only talk about your mate. Have been tempted for a hoop bivy. Oh, do you know what I have? And then I haven't. Something sort of niggles at me to say like it's just a ball, mm. like just getting into it. I mean, this unless it's one of them ones you can access from the side, like the zip up. He essentially well, like a, a one-man tent, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, would it be beneficial? I get it for like the lightweight backpacking and that, but I'm just thinking about you. I wouldn't even say for the lightweight backpacking because, to be honest with you, having a, a tent that you can sit up in is massively more helpful it. on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the little hoop bivvies, whatever, you know, mm. they, they're great if you want to proper be low profile and everything like that. But if you're going to go to the effort of taking a tent in that instance, because otherwise you might as well just use a basher for the, the hooped bivy. Um, but if you're going to take a tent, then you might as well get a tent with a little bit extra headroom so you can sit up in there because ultimately you're trying to create some sort of habitable space. Otherwise, you can't spend your entire life just laying down. Um, mm, unless you're dead. 
Unless you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Spend your whole life dead. Yeah. <laughs> Des, Des says tarps all the way for that tactical angle. Yeah. Um, they did more versus tile, mate. You know, you could make anything out of him. Yeah. No. Uh, Fresh Meat says, at SEO, I folded my Dutch pad in half and it was great. So nice till I got woken up. Well, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Uh, John says, what number is the bag episode, lads? I'm constantly running out of space with my sleeping bag in the Bergen. Oh, um, that's a question. Oh, we'll find it We're out The Mark you. 1 and the Mark 2, haven't we? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say 63. Oh, I don't think it's is... actually that high. I think it was a lot lower than that. No, I'm the talking about the Mark 2, though. The first one was 20-something. I'll tell you what, should I just find out rather than just randomly guess and yeah. out? <laughs> just confusing fun. the heck it's out just, of John. It's got a lot of fun inter-house quiz, isn't it? It is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I still remember, remember Andy's episode. first episode was episode 44. That's fun, isn't it? There we go. Um, yeah. I'll find out. I'll come back. Uh, Bags and what? Bergens was part two was episode uh, nine. Bags and Bergens oh. part one was episode six. Um, we did cover bags a lot more i think at a later date some other bags but those are kind of the key bergen ones mm. um, yeah it might be a packing kit episode yeah i think there was one yeah. There. yeah um so yeah waterproofing kit then moving slightly back onto topic mm. um, um yeah fab seal golds fab seals um uh the knit wax stuff that's quite good um which I'm, I'm still yet to use it but i've heard very good reports on it for like washing your kit washing your your schmock jacket in your washing machine i think it's yeah. a cap for the old knit wax and Bits and bobs. That's how you yeah. use that a lot. Uh, but yeah, Fab Seal for me with the old weed killing pressurized mm-hmm. bottles. Do the tents, do the Bergen, I'll do the bivy bag, I'll do everything, plate carry, you can do it, webbing, Fab Seal gov the shit out of all of it. Crack on. Make sure you do it in the summer. Nice and warm day, nice, warm, sunny day. Give it a good soak in. Let it dry out a few hours. Lovely. That's it, yeah. Get all, get all those winter preps done in the summer months if you can. So you're not worried yeah, about it during the winter months. And let yeah. stuff dry as so well when you put it away. That's a massive difference for when you get yeah, it back out dry again. your gear out. Got to get your kit dry. If you come back of a wet event, it's got to be dried, properly dried. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I've, I've done that mistake once. I Literally, I've got a tent, threw it in at the end of the weekend. It wasn't even it wasn't even raining. It was just um, moisture. Um condensation and stuff that had just built into the tent, packed it mm. all away, threw it into the back of the van, drove home, left it in the van for a, uh, a week, opened the back of the van, was like, there's a very interesting smell coming from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I opened it up, mm, it was just me, it was me tent, just, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, that's in, that's in the bin. <laughs> I'll just buy mm. a new one. That's not, mm. yeah, that was not pleasant. What about you, Andy, Mike, do any other, you, any different what? agents you use on your kit or is it pretty much the same fab seal gold all the way bit of dubbing on the boots and bit of dubbing on the boots definitely yeah um, well I, I in the winter i run those yep. um you know those solomon gore-tex boots that i was talking about um before um so i give them a little spray um with a bit of um nick's wax just mm-hmm. when i do everything else but i haven't really had to waterproof them properly within like 10 years so, yeah, they're doing Yeah, moment. no, I always, I literally yeah. clear dubbing on, on my leather boots and on my Aku Pilgrims. I'm dubbing on them. And I just let it, so I don't even buff it off. I just let it soak in. Even though the laces, everything, mm-hmm. just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Nice clean off and then a load of dubbing on there, especially for the winter, yeah. Stop to keep the rot out. All good, all yeah, good. Exactly, yeah. Mm. That's, all, that's all you need to do. Keep just get them. Them, um, 
uh, all Berg defenders I've got, I've not leaked at all. And I've worn them in some shit. Well, like when I did the foot care video, I literally had mm. to go to, I mean, because I went into a puddle, which was sort of like about an inch from the top of the boot. So the lace is fully submerged in that. And I stood there and I'm, I'm thinking, it's literally not even soaking into the boot. Like these are proper, proper <laughs> yeah. waterproof. Yeah, I literally had to go in the water to like just under my knee so that the boots would fill with water <laughs> to do the video properly. I was just like, this is fucking stupid. I've been stood here for like 10 minutes. Dog's looking at me like, what are you doing, dickhead? Can we go? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I've got to get my boots wet inside, dog. Come on. To answer your question, bloody canines. <laughs> canines yeah. But yeah, they're wicked boots. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of the old, uh, yeah, yeah. old Berg Defender for a winter boot. Yeah, it's very good. Very good, very good. Yeah, it's pretty about it. I'm waterproofing wise. Don't generally mm. tend to do anything else. So the main thing is just make sure stuff dries before you put it away. Um, yeah, 100%. there's nothing that deteriorates kit yeah. quicker than than going away wet and just mould and mildew. Um, mm. And you're effectively and creating your own odor surplus at that point. Exactly. So. And get your sleeping bag out. Obviously, when you're back, once you get back from your event of the weekend, get your mm. bag out. Give it a go, wiggle, hang it up in the loft or something. Just air it out, and obviously keep that insulation in. It keeps it all puffed up. Yeah. Don't keep it compressed. Don't leave it in a stuff sack. Don't leave it in Especially your bag. Especially the modern ones. Out. Yeah, Especially 100%. the um, synthetics. Mm. Get them out, um, air them out, give them a good shake yeah. and just hang them up somewhere over a raft or up in your in, 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 yeah. your, in a roof attic space or in the airing cupboard or something. Just so they can puff out again so you need it. Because uh, there once you start doing you leave it compressed for ages and it just fucks them after a while. You know, you yeah. lose so much insulation so, out of it. A couple of things I just want to share. Um, Terry's been on. This is his Bolero. Uh, this one mm. is made Ooh. by, uh, I can't remember who he said now. Sorry, I've lost the screen that had it on. Does it cost more because you've only got half? It should cost less, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're cheap. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's a niche they bit of kit, good, though. So I've they not seen good. any of them. About. I've never seen someone with one. I've only ever seen one like that now. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I can't find it quick enough. Um, he said it was from a company. I can't remember who it was from. Um, they, there is a, an alternative brand that you can buy as well, which is Miltech do a tactical Bolero as well, but they're all out of stock from wherever I could find them, um, which is basically a very similar product. Um, mm. That one looks more of a Gore-Tex construction. The other one almost looked like just a normal U-back. <laughs> it's sort oh. of like just trimmed a little bit. Um which was a little to bit be fair just... though, that that goes down quite low, doesn't it? You got to think if that's yeah, I mean, I was just looking armpit, at myself. It's going down. It's going down to where the well, I was looking at the chest zip start. pockets as well. It's going to be at least like below your yeah. below your chest sort of thing, isn't it? So that's Obviously that's the Miltech one. Yeah, but that's got no um, zip pockets yeah, on the see, front, so that's high. a very low profile. No, you've got you've got zip that's pockets really on the arm, high. but that's it. No, that's, I mean, that's just basically that's the other one that you showed. That was a lot lower. There was a lot yeah, more material on that chest, lot like your bib, your bib area, if you like, compared uh, to that. Yeah, that one, that one's coming straight from your armpit, straight across your chest. I can see, yeah, I can see that one working one with was... a plate carrier more than I can the other one. Mm. The other one, I can see that working well with webbing, perhaps because you've got yeah. That one obviously comes down a little bit lower, doesn't it? Beneath there, yeah. Uh, webbing or or a chest rig, a low sitting chest rig, perhaps might be better for, yeah. for that one. Because you've got a plate carrier on with that, that basically that makes those zips null and void, doesn't it? This one's made by Keeler. Oh, Keeler. Well, unless you go for it, yeah. Unless you go over the top of your plate carrier. I wonder I if so, there's yeah, zips that go straight in. Because my um, my United States Marine Corps Gore-Tex one has no pockets. All it has is access to inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So you can literally you put it over the top of your plate carrier, put it over the top of your plate carrier, and everything that you need, you just access through zips. Mm, mm. So you're yeah, you're staying bro. waterproof and your kit's staying waterproof. Apart from I've got. That's so my uh, yeah, sniper schmock actually because it's got my uh, sniper schmock's got the um my sniper schmock. Yeah, it's got the zip for the actual pocket on the jacket, and it's got a secondary zip to get into your like your shirt mm -hmm. pocket beneath yeah. the jacket as well, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, I like that. My sniper schmock, much money, pay. Sniper schmock. Um, lovely party. In terms of <laughs> tents, I wanted to just share um, my, my bits of research on tents, if that's all right as well. Oh yeah, um, your research, cheeky. Oh. Yeah, just a little bit of um. So, so I've been looking up the. Discuss that. No, we did. Not on the list. It's not on the list. You can't just go off research in about tents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. Uh, so this is the uh, US Marine. <laughs> this is the US Marine USMC two man combat tent. Um, the say that I've been looking at. Eureka! Um, I like the idea of the the camouflage pattern over the top, but this is 150 quid. I think this one weighs about four kilos as well. Uh, I wasn't sure if this was what we were talking about with the hoops because this is a three. Um, no, uh, it's a bivy. It's a it's a low profile coffiny type three hooped bivy. Right, bag. Okay. Yeah, it basically yeah. has like one that goes. Look up, sort of look up, head. sort of like one man stealth shelter things like that. Mm. Oh no, I know yeah. what you mean. I just I, these yeah. these are the sort of three three hoop tents that I've seen recently. Yeah, I've just um, seen that being a, an absolute ball lake to set up though, with all the poles going through it. I mean, they obviously have to come out them poles. They're not sort of sewn in, and you just click it shut, and it stays as one kit. No, you've got to feed all that through. Yeah, I mean mm. the the kit, the whole the whole tent. You've obviously got a, a bag that it all sits in. You have got your pole bag and all of that. It's a proper tent at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, well, you, I must admit, the old pegs are quite tidy with it. I must admit, that's a bit of a welcome change. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a nice looking. It's quite a nice looking setup, really, in that you've got um, the back portal on there. You've got your your main sort of front door in there. Apparently, mm. it's all blackout material as well. So the the, the thing that goes over the top, yeah, that's be a cool. complete blackout shelter. So well, I was you can debating see that getting there in that picture. Yeah, yeah, I was debating getting one of those, but then if you you can sort of compare that to the the mounting equipment or mounting warehouse um, backpacker light tent, um, which I'll just get up on screen as well. Search history, um, show me that now. <laughs> just quickly flick oh. through. <laughs> For um, you audio listeners out there. Yeah, so this is this is the um, this is a, a two man. This is very similar to the Banshee three hundred, to be fair, um, which is yep. also meant to be a two man setup. But you, you're talking eighty quid at this point, as opposed to one hundred and fifty. And this tent weighs two kilos, as opposed to the four. Um, but obviously, it isn't going to be as rugged as a tent that's designed for the military. Um, so there's that kind think. of toss up on you'd you think, think, yeah. Um, see, mm. but that looks like that's going to be a pain yeah. in the ass to put together as well. I yeah, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, one this one is still the, this. I can't hear you last. This setup basically, you've got uh, I think it's two poles that go through it. You've got a pole, I'd have to double check. I mean, the ones I've used before, you've got a sort of a pole that runs up through the central area there. And you've got another pole that comes up through the back, and then all the rest of it is all tied together. Um, so you don't have to kind of faff about with an internal and an external sheet and everything like that. It's obviously not camouflaged, but then you could just throw a camouflage sheet over the top of that. Um, yeah, that's not the end of the world, or anything like that. Yeah. So um, that's just you know you, you've got obviously horses for courses there. Um, but then if you look at if you have a quick Google of the. Uh, Grand Canyon Cavada One. I've just sent it in the uh, chat. 
it's it's one pole. Oh, like a TP uh, ten sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. Sixty grid. That's the one that I run. Mm. That one there. Yeah. Literally, uh, it's one tent and eight pegs, and that's it. I've taken one it tent out and eight pegs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one one pole and one pole and eight pegs. Yeah. Uh, the only downside is that you have to put the um, fly sheep up first, which is not waterproof. Do you have to have the fly sheet up, or can you just put the over, the outer skin on and be done no, with it? Uh, no, you have to put the... Well, you could just put it down flat and have it as the ground sheet, but it, that the pole actually fits into that. Oh, I see. Right, so the fly sheet goes up regardless because you've got the pole's got to go yeah. through that. Right, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. And then that literally just sits over the top, and it, it takes two minutes to put up. Mm. So I'm not sure what the weight is. I've never... Tested that one actually. I had a look. That's 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 yeah, the nice. tent that I run. I've not got a little one manish sort of tent. I mean, I've, bought, I've got the NATO F2 tent, which a bit which I've heard horror stories about. Loads of people say they leak, they shit. My one never leaked. I mean, I the last time I used it for an event was at um the DEA event at APOC. I used it there, which we didn't have any mm -hmm. rain for. But when the, the event I did use it for when it pissed with rain was at the dark water event down towards Dover, Mike. I don't know if you were there, it was me, yeah, yeah. Um, and it literally didn't stop. We set this tent up, chucked a bit of kit in it. It rained and rained and rained and rained and rained. We found a hard cover area to lay up for the night. I went back to it the next morning. All the kit was perfectly dry inside. There was no leaking. The only the only bit of water that got in the tent was where I didn't do the front door zip up a little bit, and there was a tiny bit of water pulled at the front of the tent. But that's purely from my own doing because I didn't zip up the door all the yeah, way through in a rush. So whether I got lucky and whether I'd had one that's been treated or whether it was one that's just a good version of it or something i don't know but yeah it, it, that was that was a, a wicked tent relatively easy to put up you know it's it's very very i wouldn't say it was quick to put up but it's very very simple to put up do you know what i mean it's a few guy lines few pegs you know pole at each your generic tent traditional tent sort of tent um mm. but for the for a lightweight tent that's pretty much other than my basher that's pretty much all i've got I me mean, i wouldn't call us my dutch army as a lightweight i mean like i said six kilos um but it's a wicked tent. I do love it. Love it very yeah, much. Yeah, but when you're yeah. it's canvas and it's old school and it's and it's and it's and it's and it's romantic. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's surplus and it's. I think I think that's the point to make though is that this history. I know we've spent a lot of time talking about tents and sort of like the setups and that, but I mean ultimately the, the winter and the the winter events they are generally going to be wetter. They're generally going to be colder, mm -hmm. and a tent. For all intents and purposes, is going intents and purposes is going to be it's going to be a better a better shelter a better protection for when it's proper wet. Um, mm. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. the the basher setup, I have no problem with the basher setup. I've I've slept in it plenty of times, but there are times where a tent will provide you a little bit of extra warmth than a basher does, just because it's more closed in. Mm. You know, you've mm. got even in the summer as well. To be fair, if you've got a really buggy event. Um, you know, if you've got your face open, you're going to have things all crawling over your face in the evening. Yeah. Um, mm. Whereas a tent, you know, if it's got a proper bug net in it, we'll, we'll stop that as well. So it's, yeah, also, it's, 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 it's true, mate. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, there's nothing better than being able to sit up in a tent and, you know, if you do have to get changed, you know, 
Um, you've got the space to do when you're in a basher, you know, you struggle enough. You've got to chuck your strides back on early hours in the morning, you're on your back, you're shimmying them up your body. And it's just like, oh, this is a ball lake. And nine times out of ten, I'm yeah. just getting out from the basher, just standing there in, in the elements, just getting dressed. <laughs> also, like in the, in the winter, sometimes it's actually quite nice to have a little bit of luxury, something that's yeah. going to cheer you up. Like if you've got to crawl into a half damp basher where like the wind's been blowing mm. through it, like it, it's going to happen occasionally. The wind can change direction or something. Whereas if you've got a tent, you can just kind of crawl in and go, oh, do you know what? Yeah, <laughs> like, that wind I'm just going to zip the yeah. door. I'm going to zip the door and have five minutes of just me time. Mm. 100%. And, then, and it comes again, again, <laughs> harking back to it being winter events. I mean, and, and like back to the packing side of stuff, you know, keep it keep it minimal keep it as minimal as you can because like you said like mike's just said then and Andy's just said it's winter it's going to be raining it's going to be cold and it, it, the last thing we're doing is, is trawling through reams and reams of kit trying to find something when it when it when it's pissing wet and you just think oh i've had enough of this now you know keep it really simple know where your stuff is when you've packed it like andy's got his little system for his blue for hammock or his blue for his sleep system or whatever it might be however you work blue for hammock and keep it <laughs> Keep it that way. Don't don't go yeah. changing it further down the road. Get into a habit of packing it in the same. So if your left hand rocket pouch has got your rations and additional water and things like that, make sure you do it for the next event. If you if your ammo and, and batteries and stuff is in the right hand rocket pouch, make sure you do that for the next event. Yeah, you know, Gore-Tex jacket in the lid. You know, and not even packing your Bergen for a winter event. You're not going to when the event starts. You're not going. The first thing you're going to need out of your main pack of your Bergen really is going to be your DOS bag for later on when you get your head down. So that's sort of wants to go in there last. You want to get all your little kits of like your spare trousers and jackets and things like that because your event's just starting. You've not even got out to where you're set up yet. So you know you don't want to be pulling out all these little dry bags of stuff to get to your DOS bag or anything when you don't need them. Just you know get them in there, and get them out of the way, and then just have the main stuff you're going to need. You know your essential kit should be readily available either in your in your webbing. On your out of pockets or your rocket pouches, you shouldn't be messing about with the main pack of your Bergen for till you're trying to get your head down, or you do need to change out your kit. You yeah, know, I think, I think kit, yeah, I think kit uniformity is mm. or, or knowing exactly where you've got your kit because, like, I can literally I can throw my bag on the floor, and in the pitch black, I know that my left hand top pocket has my ammo and my batteries in it, I know that my right hand side's got snacks and stuff in it, the top pocket, like the big top one has my waterproofs in it, so I can literally throw them down. See you later, Terry. Um, Cheers, Tell. Yeah, literally, one, I can throw it down. I can throw it down in the dark, and I know pretty much where everything is because it never changes. Yeah, that's it exactly. That's, that's the, habit you're that's the same with, with all kit, though. You know, if you've got if you've got a um, uh, setup with your, your webbing gear or anything like that, if you've got it all set up properly and you, you put things in the mm. same place, you know, it's like a kitchen, ultimately. When you're cooking, you don't want to be going, oh, where did I put the spatula? You know, you want to be grabbing that. You go, I've, I you know where that is. You've used this analogy before. You've used this before, this kitchen yeah. one. You, yeah. Yeah. You haven't been into our kitchen. No. Oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, like... Kitchen, kitchens are a good analogy for that because they're probably the main room of the house where things generally do tend to go back in the same place every mm. time. If they don't, then you're. Yeah, you just can't compute. My missus <laughs> miss likes to keep me on my toes. She just. Oh, genuinely, my OCD's kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> right. We probably better um, call it a day. I'm conscious of the time. It's obviously gonna say coming to the. Oh, oh yeah, finish sorry, up. yeah, quickly, just just finishing quickly, yeah. So like like with Des there, who's, who's sort of thinking of getting into it and things like that, into airsoft as a 
like for skirmishing to start with, I'm guessing, before sort of progressing on to mill sims, perhaps, or battle sims. Um, always, you know, try and get yourself into the habit of, of having a backpack or a Bergen, if you like, and, and having that for an event, rather than relying on big crates of kit and, and boxes of kit and things like that. If you can sort yourself out for a weekend event in a Bergen, then you're absolutely laughing. If you yeah. can, if you can get your kit scaled down, where you've got your gun bag, you've got either your plate carrier and your shooter's belt, or your webbing set and a chest rig, or whatever it is you're you're rolling out with as your as your PLCE, um, and then you've got a Bergen with your sleep system, cook set, and, and other bits of bobs in. If you can do that, then you're laughing. You know, when you get to do these events where it's like a uh, like a like a film scene, and you're stopping in the afternoon, you, you've got all them luxuries in of chilling out by a barbecue and that. But if you can pack for a routine where you're going to be stomping in with it on your back. Like I said, you're you're absolutely yeah. laughing all the way. So yeah, but concentrate even, on that. It, even with skirmishing, like yeah, it, it, it on the rare occasion that I do a skirmish now, I'll, I'll literally throw all my stuff in my bergen. And if mm. it's if it if it can't fit in the bergen, it doesn't bother going anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, mm. What's the point? If you don't fit in there, I won't need it for a meal sim. So why should I bring it for a skirmish? Exactly that, mate. Exactly so that. It's, it's just one of those. Like I mean, pretty much the only thing that comes out of my but... Bergen um, when we get back off an event is obviously any any open food packets or like my gash bag that I come out and get chucked away, mm-hmm. my sleeping bag and stuff I come out and get aired out, and my softy jacket. If I've not used my foot care kit or my first aid kit or any other kits like that, if you've not gone into it, leave it in your bag so you know yeah, it's in there. Then, and if you if you do have to take things out and replenish them, make sure they go straight back in. But if you do replenish any of your rations, once it's done, pack it again. It's done. You know. When it comes to like, the week before the event, you can just quickly go through the bag and go, yep, yeah, well, oh, no, I'll put that in there. That's there, that's there, that's there. And actually have a look, physically touch it and say, yep, that is there. But don't just go, oh, yeah, I remember putting that in there and then sort of get into an event and think, oh, shit, mm. no, I didn't. I took it out and washed it. You know, I'm not saying just to say it's all in there. Do check it. But after you've washed all your kit or you've replenished your kit, make sure you go straight back in your bergen ready. Yeah, definitely. And then it takes away all that panicking and you know it's done. And you know if you need to buy any more kit because you, you'll go to pack it again. You think, shit, I've run out of a. I've run out of uh, some some ready meals or something from from millets. So I need to go and get some of them, and then, you know it's it's on a list ready for you to go get your shopping done. Always Thank write you. a list after the event as well, the previous one. The number of times mm. I've gone, oh, I need to fix that, and then get to the next <laughs> event. Ah, like, oh, still haven't fixed yeah. that. Still haven't sewn so, so, so me button yeah. on my trousers, have you? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm terrible at that. Still haven't. <laughs> no, I know you haven't. No. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said uh, it. <laughs> Kenny says I have the two man banshee and it is down only just a one man. Completely agree. If you're taking a rucksack or anything mm-hmm. like that, you uh, any uh, any of these two man tents, I would always question whether you nice. can actually you could probably fit two mm. in at worst case, but they are. They what are not men are we dealing with here? <laughs> <laughs> Gimli, Gimli from the, uh, the uh, Lord of the Rings would be a great assistant on that one. Um, <laughs> you'd, probably have, yeah, you'd probably be able to get Silly and Gilly in one, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Terry says with a hoot, Bivy, where do you put your Bergen? Um, so exactly the same thing. You have to yeah. end up with a kit store of some sort. Um, that's it, Mark. Exactly. Wales says, "Here's the problem: the Dutch army tent is fifty pounds, and a hotel the weekend of the game I'm going to is Where are you forty getting that pounds. From? What do I do? Oh, you get, no, you get the Dutch army tent, and you have a good time, quid, mate. Where's the Dutch army tents? I sold them for twenty-five pound. Don't forget, unless they've gone up in price. Yeah, that's because we've been yeah. we've no, been pushing them, quid, mate. <laughs> well, so, yeah, me and Les bought one. So yeah, I've got two. Yeah. 
Oh, there you go. Because they were 25 <laughs> quid. Fuck it, I bought two of them. Yeah. Lance will sell you one for, Lance will sell you one for 35. Yeah. 39.99. <laughs> Les says, I was issued the high, Hope One Man Bivy and was shit. There was no room for your kit, only webbing and not the Bergen. Mm. So, there mm. you go. Uh, and Kenny says, it's always good to have somewhere out of the wind chill and somewhere to get changed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah, I mean, also to be fair, if if you if you're going to an event, it's pissing down and raining. You want to spend a bit of time in your tent. At least if you've got somewhere to sit, you might be able to sit with someone else. You know, if you're in a little one man baby or something like that, you are just going to be laying there on your own, just shouting at your mate who's in who's in their tent next door. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm lovely and warm. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, next week we're going to be talking about. Um, we're going to be looking at kit and details. So it's a new little mini series we're going to be starting. Um, we're each going to take uh, yes. it in turns through a, a, a yes. little sort of set of different episodes where we we take some photos of our own loadouts and we're going to be going through from head to toe exactly what we've got, why, critiquing each other's loadouts, um, questioning, maybe looking at rooms of improvement and and the like. Um, so I'm going to be doing next week. I'm going to be doing a multicam sort of my standard multicam blue four loadout which we'll be going through. So that'll be something a little bit different. It's a brand new episode. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get excited. in touch with us, you can do so on no, our email no, 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 no. and nofo chat at hotmail.com. Our Instagram is at November underscore Foxtrot underscore nofo. And the website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Please don't hesitate to leave reviews. Say you can do so on Facebook or uh, Apple podcasts. Um, but more importantly, share yep. with your friends. Ultimately, we don't really care too much about yes. reviews, but it'd be great to share with your friends because that, that's ultimately how word of mouth goes about yeah. um sharing yeah, is caring yeah, the same people all the time <laughs> all right you both yeah. spoke at the same time i couldn't hear what you said you said sharing is caring and then andy was mumbling something in the background. yeah I, I said i said i said we're getting bored of seeing the same faces all the time <laughs> <laughs> not at all <laughs> no but no um, do share like we want to yeah <laughs> yeah that's it and andrew's now kicked off the show <laughs> Uh, right in the bye meantime bye bye. have an excellent weekend uh, and rest of your week and we'll see you next week at 8pm uh, guys any last comments yeah Bosh stay no foe Bosh <laughs> Basher 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 we need a t-shirt with your face going like, like the Tranger one Basher. just Basher yeah, like <laughs> uh, the last Basher. comment I just want to share is um, oh no I've lost it Oh, it's gone. Oh. Oh, we named this episode a... Sweat is Wet. <laughs> sweat is sweat Wet. Is wet. <laughs> now, here we go. Kenny says, so when are we going to get some Mike's Murder Bag Emporium, Andy saying boobies, and a Lance Beard set of T-shirts? So, there's something, oh, well, something no. we Next are finally half discussing. T-shirts in the <laughs> yeah. chat. We'll have, we'll have a message. We'll message him. Rather than yeah. sending you <laughs> pictures of bum holes, we'll the trouble is, we, you make these T-shirts? We've, yeah, we've been testing T-shirts out, haven't we? And we're just yet to find a good one. Yeah, a good one that's that's gonna survive. Maybe we should get in contact. We want it to last. (laughs) No, I refuse to do business with that company. (laughs) My comment that didn't go down to it was like they're they're pretty cool, weren't they? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Have a good one. (laughs) Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, everybody. Bye, guys. See you later. Stay no foe. Stay no foe. Ciao. Ciao. Stay no foe. Ciao.